What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? It's that time of the day, that time of the week, that time of the month. Yes, it is, my friend. You're listening to The Good, The Band, The Ugly, I'm Big Papa. And I'm Jeff. Holy shit, are my levels fucking peaking. Cool. (laughs) I want to put down the wrong one. No. Wow. What's up, my brother? Uh, Not too much. A good day? Yes. Got a little snow today. Well, yeah. The fuck is up with that shit? It's too cold. All I know is uh, it's only going to be a matter of days. I'll be warm. Yeah. Where will you be? Cold. Yep. That's. God, I feel, <laughs> I'm feeling so terrible for you. No, you're not. And then and then I get back from that, and then I'm down in New York City mm-hmm. for four days. Yep. Where will you be? Uh, up here. Oh, geez. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Sucks to be you. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, hey, we got some mail today. We did. That was pretty cool. Check so, it out. Rich Magicaro, thank you, Rich. As you remember, Rich was the drummer. He was also the Peisty rep from the mid '80s. Uh, he's he's uh, Gone Bop's uh, representative yep. for uh, for California. He sent us his two solo albums, Travels mm-hmm. and Dialogues. Right here, and we just got those like I don't even know, like twenty five minutes ago. When yeah. The, when the guy knocked on the door, like in Christmas Vacation, it's like, this fell between my seats. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Griswold. Right. That's it, kids. We're getting a pool. Yep. So anyway, so uh, Rich, thank you so much. Much uh, appreciated. It's the smallest piece of vinyl I've ever seen. Isn't that though? Yep. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to give those a listen. And actually, I've listened on the, yeah. on the Apple Music. On but uh, mm-hmm. thank you so much for those. That That meant a lot. Yes, much um, appreciated, sir. Uh, I think I told him that there is an invoice to send it to your house. So, oh, good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hey, we got Can't a good wait. show, great yeah, show for you today. Um, geez, I mean, an inspiration to so many on so many different levels. Yes, and um, you know, we've had a lot of drummers here. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, I can't have all drummers and singers. So, no, you know, I know. we want some bass players and some guitar players. Yep. So, uh, we we are excited to have this gentleman on, and I'm not even going to beat around the bush. No, um, no sense in it. Boy, that could have went so many different ways. It, it could, yeah. It Anyways, could. there goes all the, all the <laughs> there goes all the female all the female listeners. listeners. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> You're going to hell yeah, again. Anyways, let's bring on. What was that chuckling in the background? Bring on, Mr. Marco Mendoza, ladies and gentlemen. You're, you're, you're going to hell. <laughs> there you I'm go. going that. to hell. <laughs> That's my best you're Howard Stern. How right? are you guys? Good, Good man. You guys, you, guys are, you, you guys are a bunch of uh, fun cats, man. That sounds great. Thank you, brother. Can you oh, yeah. see? Yeah, yeah. Can you see? Yeah. yeah okay. I Am see. I in? You are on. Oh, yeah, man. you are on. Okay, cool. Live? All right. Here yeah. we go. Live. You were, you were talking about snow and uh, yep. uh weather and all that man i i'm so lucky i live in la yeah you know? it's uh blue skies you know I when i was out there in the briefly, 80s i can show you briefly yes. oh yeah bring it yeah yeah absolutely I, not to not to make you feel bad but this is why <laughs> people live bad. in california oh, it's terrible. oh you know what i you terrible. couldn't you couldn't get me to live there <laughs> no you couldn't get me to leave i think <laughs> that like, yeah it. sorry Dude, that's awesome. And what was the house address uh, number? Uh, what was the address number again, Marco? Uh, <laughs> but uh, and and it's growing so yep. much, and it's so evident when I need to we, drive up to the saw that in Orange County, right? Right. Uh, and um, 
the traffic, bro. And you hear about LA traffic, it really is getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, you know, the foundation was not built to accommodate so many people, especially here in Orange County, because it's a suburb, you know, they, they built it. What I hear a little bit of history is they built all these homes to accommodate the people that were building Disneyland. Right. All right. And, and, and yeah. And uh, so they started building tracks and then they, Disneyland started growing and they bring on more workers and, and it just blew up, man. These all used to be orange groves, nothing but orange groves, orange County. Right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, a little bit of, um, uh, info there it's a trip how everything develops and how we end up living where we live yeah yeah no, that's but you, you're up in rochester you no, said, Sir, syracuse syracuse i'm sorry yep. yeah nope cool yep. it's freezing up there oh my god yeah it's, it's a uh, high of 20 right well, now yeah today oh, yeah right now it's 14 out yeah yeah right now it's 14 sun, 14 sun went that, down <laughs> that is that is cold recently i came from europe uh where i experienced 20 uh, and this is Celsius, 26 below. Oh, okay. And, and I would walk, just walking from the entrance of the hotel to the car when you can pick me up. What is it? 10, 15 seconds? Yeah. The ice would build up because I have a little bit of facial. It would just like that. Yeah. Boom. The steam from your, and you guys live in that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My hat's off. Respect. Yeah. 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 As, yeah. as he laughs about it. <laughs> yeah. Even the guys in this, in the yeah, insane yeah, asylum exact, are yeah, like. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no. Shoveling. Yeah. People in the, in, the, in the mental hospital right. go, this is the best ever. Yeah. Well, because we're all the idiots <laughs> still here. <laughs> right. Like, Wait a minute. A plane and, can take and, me all the way out there? Right. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> and we, because we live where we live, I'm like 80 minutes, 75, 80 minutes, because I've done it from here to the mountain so we and it's you know we we make these long treks we uh, you know we dedicate all this time and energy to go up there up to the snow yeah so we could ski put on some things and you know so it's a trip how everything but works even out, then you, you know? can ski without a coat yeah yes yeah. i've done it yeah. oh, I, did, I did that uh, most recently in uh, copper mountain in uh, uh where is that uh, colorado yeah we were on tour i was on tour with neil sean with Soul Circus, and um, and we had a day off, and I just found out that the lifts were really close, and I said, I'm going to get up there, and get up there, and it was so warm, it was 70 or 60-something, and once you start going down, it's a great workout, by the way, it's the best workout, the core, you know, your thighs, your whole thing, Yeah. and you do one run, and then you're just, you're cooking, so you start peeling off, and you end up with, you know, with nothing, because you're just... It's beautiful, man. Yeah, it's really. I I miss it. I really miss it. There's two seasons, uh, and if I don't make it up there this year, it'll be three seasons that I've missed it because of my knees. I had surgery and all kinds of stuff, you know. But uh, anyway, that's another story. Yeah, I don't want to take over the interview. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> it, it's about you, so yeah, you know, hey, you. run with it. Let me yep. know when you want us to come back, and uh, we'll sit down. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the good, the, the Marco, and the, the ugly. ugly. Uh, oh, God. It's the Mendoza. Hang on. Let's do the. Yeah. It's the Mendoza special. There you go. Oh. Oh. There you go. Dun, dun, dun. Mendoza. <laughs> I love that. Very cool, bro. There you go. Yeah. See, so thanks I, for having me here, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. Dude, uh, I mean, the, the work thank you've you for done. Doing it. You know, it's funny because um, one of the, uh, your time with, with Dead Daisies. Um, and we'll get into your history and 
yeah. do the typical mm-hmm. talk show boring shit. But yeah. your time with them, um, Delilah. Um, Creheli. Creheli. And I was trying to do it the yeah. right way. Yes. Delilah Creheli was on the yeah. show and just loved the time that she spent shooting for you guys and everything. And yeah. um, it, it got, I mean, Jeff's a huge yeah. Dead Daisies fan. Mm-hmm. And it, so am I. Well, yeah. <laughs> I look, hope so. Look, yeah. name yeah. name dropper. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, wait, no. He's be dropping his own name. name. You know, right. yeah. So, um, so I got listening and I was like, holy shit, what, where has this been all my life? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started seeing yeah. some stuff that you posted. And that's, I, that's why I reached out to you. I was mm-hmm. like, this, this guy is, he's a cool cat. Yeah. You know? And then I saw your interview with, with Billy Sheehan and I was like, I love the guys, yeah. the way you guys are riffing off together, just on the on the story. So, yeah. Um, so we appreciate. Well, I'm a big fan of. Here. I'm a big fan of. Thank you, brother. I'm a big fan of Billy. I mean, what a career he's had. And, oh, yeah, and he's one of he's one he's one of the pioneers in the bass world. You know. Yes. Yes. Together with with with, with Wooten and Stanley Clark and Jaco Pastores, Jack Bruce, Tim, we could go down. Yeah. But he's definitely one of those guys that you look up to because, and you know, because of his musicianship and his career, his journey. But he's the nicest cat on the planet. Yeah. It's, so I'll tell you what happened with that interview. I think somebody else was scheduled, and I was there doing another piece. And the producer came to me. I'm in a jam, man. I'm in a jam. Uh, I'm trying to remember who it was, but they were something happened. It was the last minute. And the best things in life, guys, mm-hmm. in my belief, those are the things that are really cool. The spontaneous thing that happened mm-hmm. because it's fresh, it's unplanned, it's unscripted, it's all that. So that's what it was. And I had like a, uh, an hour before I got into my other piece about the Dead Daisy set well, or something like that. And uh, yeah, sure. Who is it with? Billy. Yes, absolutely. So did you bring a bass? Yes. Grab in. We got a few amps, plug in, go. And I had so many questions. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I don't like to watch myself, you know, things like that. But I had so many questions, and I really wanted to go in deeper with him, but we couldn't. We ran out of time, and it was just quick. But you got two parts. Yeah. Yeah. He was the coolest cat, bro. He was the nicest, down-to-earth, unpretentious. You could tell that, that, you know, you can tell why he's been so successful because he's real. He's a real cat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so my my hat's off to Billy in a lot of respect and what a player. You know Peace. what? What was cool about that is that while he was sitting talking to you, he's got his bass in his lap, and he's 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 fiddling. He's he's noodling. You know, and he's just going up and down. And just as he's talking mm-hmm. like it's nothing, he did that with us. Yeah, he did. And as he's just talking to us, he's just he's just playing. And he's, you could just hear him. And I'm like. We got we got an unplugged bass solo going on, and we're How asking cool. him, you know, what's yeah. your favorite fucking ice cream? And we got Billy Sheehan's. Dr- <laughs> I it's know. like, you know, dude, let's yeah. just shut up and let you do. Let, go ahead and play. Go ahead, yeah, but yeah, but but again, we were talking about this earlier, right? Man? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this this is the things that are cool, man. Uh, the inside story, the ice cream, what you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, because, yeah. We've seen Billy play in so many situations with so many. Now he's sat there with Mr. Big killing it. He did the dogs and uh, yeah. the sons of uh, Paul. I mean, so many with so many friends. So, and everything he does is brilliant, right? Yeah. So we know that. And, but it's cool to get one up. That's why I enjoyed it doing it with him. It was one on one, face to face, face to face, and unscripted, which is wet. Yeah. But I had so many, in retrospect, I had so many questions 
that I never got to ask him. That's what I was saying. But yeah, cool cat. But I was so comfortable yeah, that it was cool. You know, it was fun. Yeah. I think I think what we need to do in a future episode <sighs> is we need to just have you and Billy on and let you ask Billy the questions yeah. you didn't get to ask. It would be lovely, man. That would be cool. And there's so many cats like that, man. We could just go down the list, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But but uh, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky and very fortunate and very blessed that, I, that I've had this career. It's been a long one, and it's been a great one, and a lot of highlights and some lows, you know, but mm-hmm. just grateful, man. I call it the attitude of gratitude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a way to be. I mean, and for those people who don't know, and I know we've, 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 yeah. Just fired right into this at, at all eight cylinders. But for those people who don't know what Marco has done, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I'm looking at the resume. You got Journey, you got Thin Lizzy, you got White Snake, you got the Dead Daisies, you got Iconic, you got, and then you have your solo career. That's you got what your yeah. four or five albums into it now. Four albums into it now. Four, four, yeah. four. Yeah. I mean, my God. I know. It's, it's, I know. You know, and and so for those people who don't know, let's let's just do a quick synopsis of when did this journey start with you? What at what age? And it doesn't yeah. have to be your scripted. You oh, know, I came just, out of my mom, and then yeah, no, no, <laughs> fast forward from right, the that's mom what I'm saying. part. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Long- <laughs> <laughs> well, I I have a story about my mom, but I won't go there. But anyway, right. um, yeah, no. I'm like every other kid that we were talking earlier, every other kid that loves music. We all love music. You guys are players. Mm -hmm. Once you, there's a point where you listen to a track, one track or an album and you go, yes, yeah, it's on and it'll never leave you. Right. For me, it was Abbey Road, the Beatles. My father got it for me and my brother. My brother was a drummer and Mike, and, uh, and I was a guitar player and we had two other brothers that played bass and guitar. I played okay. mostly rhythm. I was the beginner, but I sang. And back in that day, uh, the the songs. Uh, I grew up in Mexico, by the way. Okay. But back in the mm-hmm. day, so we were behind, right? We were like, I, I like to say it's like five or ten years behind the time. So back in the day, the radio was playing CCR a lot. Okay. So for me, as a rhythm, as a begin beginning guitar player, it was great. Simple yeah. chords, two three chords. Uh, Susie Q, Born on the Bayou, Prob Mary, uh, you know, and, and the rest. Uh, and uh, so I started learning songs, and I'm a big fan of Fogarty and always have been, always mm-hmm. will. What a voice, man. And the songs. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, they were available, so it was easy. And these guys, we had a lot of fun. I got recruited by a bigger band that was already settled. They were already doing school dances, so they were ahead. Oh, wow. And uh, they had a van, they had a PA, you know how it goes, and mm-hmm. they had a name. And I got recruited by them, and I started getting noticed by the national acts, and I, I, I got recruited by a big band to tour. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning, you know. Like everybody else, I came to the States out of necessity. I got married very young. I had two kids, and the, the work started kind of faltering and ending like it does, the music business, you know. Uh, so I came to San Diego to work. Uh, this band, Enrituad, called me uh, to work, and we were doing Top 40 and whatever was on the radio. And But but we had four singers. This is where I got a lot of training. Four singers, and we used to do a lot of four-part harmonies, which I'm a big fan of vocals, you know. Oh, big yeah, time. Yeah. But, but um, so we had, a, we had a blast, man, and that was my beginning. That was the beginning of my career. I, I did like four or five years there, and then, uh, then I got in trouble. 
drinking and using and I got into the heavy drugs and mm -hmm. <clears throat> let's just say that I had my breaks, I had my opportunities. Opportunity came knocking in a big way. I came to LA, a producer from Motown, Joe Porter came and recruited me from San Diego. He started using me here in LA, doing sessions and singing BBs and and it was cool, but it was too much. It was too too much, too fast. I couldn't handle it. Right. And so I started medicating, I started drinking, popping the pills, and I, I ended up uh, strung out on heroin and cocaine. And, uh, you know, mid-20s, I crashed and burned, and I had the opportunity to stay sober. And mm -hmm. I did, thank God, you know. So 36 years, September 20th. Not to get into Good the dark you, place. But, but that's why I like to say my career started in 87 because I was here. I was present. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, I met Bill Ward from Sabbath. He was doing his first solo album. Mm -hmm. And the rest is history. That got me on the map, and I got it, I started rolling again. So right. like everybody, like you guys probably, you have a similar story, right? I mean. <laughs> yeah, more than you have, what? more than you can imagine. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, from the 80s. From the 80s, okay? right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Same and, thing, bro. Yeah. A Same lot of people thing, made, the, made some uh, bad choices. Odd life choices? Yes. <laughs> and... Kudos to you. Yes, um, I'm. I'm on the same path as you are. Um, Good man. I mean, I, I haven't like fully claimed, you know. But it's to the point. Even Jeff's. Yeah, we're, we're out uh, last weekend, and he and I and his wife are out, and we're. And he's like, "What are you? You're having one beer for that?" I'm like, "Dude, I just don't drink anymore." Yeah. It's like this is not for. I don't find a reason to do it. It's almost a yeah. been there, done that thing. That yes. I'm if you're not get if you're not here to get shit face, which I'm not. No, no. Then why all. even bother? Why waste yes. money? Give me a club soda. I'm fine. I, that's such a long conversation. And I could I have it. Let's <laughs> 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 just let's just say that we've been manipulated. The information we've had since we were kids is to have a good time. And I don't want to put it down. And I love my fans and I accept everything. And I really am accepting of everybody's path everybody's got to do what they got but we've been trained to believe that to have a good time we got to get shit faced right that's it because if you're like anything like me one beer is not enough man right and one beer just opens the door and then i'm doing the shots and then i'm doing the lines the bumps and then and then and then i can't sleep so i got to do the pills and i'm on tour <laughs> it's just that that vicious circle with me i have a very addictive personality i have very compulsive, very obsessive, and 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 it's um, it's really prominent now that I'm getting older. It's like I'm really noticing it, and the fact that I'm sober, so I'm aware of my yeah, yeah. mood swings and all that, and uh, whatever. But yeah, that's what it is, Mike. I'm mean, you you re you get to that point where, eh. yeah. Plus, I I you know I'm on tour. I'm working a lot. I'm on the road with these young cats that are really talented, <laughs> and they get shit faced, and then the next morning you see them, they're hurting. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, you know, the first two weeks they can have, and then it gets worse. And they eventually start talking to me. I said, well, well, I don't, I don't, I yeah. just don't. Yeah. Because I, I really believe I wouldn't be able to be the person I am today mm -hmm. or be as productive uh, in every possible way. If I was using or drinking, that's it. Because for me, it would take over again. I know it. It's me, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that's what it is. But everybody's got to come to that conclusion on their own. Yep. It's, it's it's what it's what we learn. 
in the process of getting there that will keep will take you there you know yeah i think so what... for me it was it was bad bro for me it was really i crashed and yeah. burned in a big way mm-hmm. i was i was looking at doing time and oh. i was doing some heavy things yeah it, was, okay. it got really bad extreme and so i was lucky yeah yeah and i can talk about it today you know yeah that's, that's cool and that's that is cool. great and now we're and now we're now we're talking music and yeah listen to what you just mentioned a few names and i'm going wow i am impressed it's like <laughs> trying not to live there it's like really yes yeah. yeah i was on stage with those cats and i did this and i yeah. recorded and i'm like wow how lucky can you be you, you know, know? It, it's it's hilarious if well, not even hilarious it, it's it's right. ironic that music for some people, have been hold there. On, hold on. Keep, no, keep going. No, I'm that, listening. Have been. Oh, okay. I got to. I got to plug it in. Yeah, that's fine. Music has been the savior to a lot of people. I yes. was watching an interview today with Ace Freely, and and I mm. I definitely want to reach out and get him on the show, and, I, and because I know Please. I know people that know Ace. You know, you got to go through Eddie Trump first. You no, know, that's all right. <laughs> But Ace says... I, I love Ace. Ace and I have a very special connection, bro. That's all I'm going to say. So Ace... Very special. Ace says, Ace says today on the, on the show I'm watching, and it wasn't today, it was whenever it was recorded, but he says, you know, I, I got into music because um, he was in a gang. Yeah. He got in a gang yes. to not get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And then he got into music to try to get himself away from the gang. And he said music saved his life because... The gang would like, we're going to go rob this guy at this place. We're going to go steal a car. And he was like, uh, I already got a gig booked. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, and after a while, the, even the gang was like, ah, well, well, if you're, we can't have you be double booked. So, you know, you're out of the gang. That's so cool. Which is, That's which so is cool. cool. You know, so put that same, that same thing that saved your yeah. life. Yeah. If you don't, if you take advantage of it, is mm-hmm. going to be the thing that fucks you up. Yes. And causes all the grief. So yeah. anything in life and moderation and realizing mm-hmm. and never forgetting the path that you are on and don't yes. step off it, you know? Yes. Stay and on the yellow brick it, road. Respecting, respecting the opportunities that life presents to yeah. you in the music business, you know? Yeah. And, and, but the bottom line for me in particular, I just, I was scared. I was insecure. I was scared. It was overwhelming. It was too fast, too much. Yeah. And so how do you deal with that? You medicate. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I remember I had a a bit of a ritual. I I do two double shots of gold in the Heineken. That was just to get up on stage. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I get it, you know, it takes five minutes in and you're in the zone and then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, but then that led to bigger and heavier stuff like heroin addiction and speedballing and IV and all that stuff that comes with it. And it's pretty heavy. Yeah. But, uh, so I'm, I'm here and I'm able to talk to you cats about it and I, and feel very lucky. What an opportunity that I've had. I mean, I got saved, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, Without being religious, I really believe, without getting into that space, but I really believe believe it was divine intervention in my life. Right. It, it was a split second where you go yeah. that way. Yep. Yeah. Or you go, well, I'm still going to check it out. I think I can handle it. Nope. I can manage it. And No. So I, I was done. And the word is surrendering. Yeah. Surrendering to the fact that I have a problem here and it's really bad. It's out of control and I need to change it. So anyway, but now we're playing music and Good. rock and roll and, and new albums. And, yeah. 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 So, so, uh, 
you've you've done the stuff with with all these great names um mm-hmm. and for the people that are listening hopefully they they know that history yeah um there's got to be a moment that's that stood out that that you were just like wow we're here this right. is this is awesome yeah. you know yeah. Um, because, because you're reborn in a sense, getting away from all the bullshit mm. and now you're seeing, you're, you're taking that journey you already took before, but now you yes. get to do it again with a new Clear set of goggles head. on, you know? Yeah. Yes. So, uh, there's so many, man. The, 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 the first one that comes to mind is because of my meetings and I know that anonymity is supposed to be the foundation of AA and all that, but I talk about it because it saved my life, you know? And I think there's people out there that could get something out of this. Uh, but it was a meeting. It was a 12-step meeting, and I came across Bill Ward uh, from Sabbath, yeah. you know, and Bill Ward. Right. And I'm in the same room talking and sharing the 12 steps in sobriety, and, and he was further along. He had, I believe, nine, ten months ahead of me, and I'm in there with a month or two or three, and I'm, and I'm watching this cat that's been to the top of the mountain, man. And has done it all in the music business. He's had the biggest success. He's been part of the biggest, the biggest band ever, one of them. And he's very humble, very down to earth, very cool. And we start talking. And one time he approaches me, says, you know, I said, yeah, Marco Mendoza. Yeah, I know you play bass, right? Yeah. So he knew a little bit something about me. And I said, I'm Bill Ward. You got to be kidding. I know who you are. So uh, he, we started talking shop. And then he shared with me that he was doing his first solo album. Mm-hmm. And because of sobriety, it was a trip. That's that cool. time had come for him and he wanted to share his, his experience, strength and hope through music and lyrics and writing music, which is the most beautiful thing you can do, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, and then uh, uh, further along, he says, well, you know, I'm going going to the studio this week. Would, would you like to come with us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then he called me later and says, by the way, bring a bass. Just bring something to hang out with, you know. And that, long story short, I ended up playing on five tracks or nice. something. I oh, forget, awesome. four or five or six tracks. And I'm talking, guys, talking about moments like that. First, talking to Bill. That's yeah. one. Yeah. Boom, right? Mind blown. And then second, I'm in the studio. I'm getting chills again. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then second, I'm in the studio at Chameleon Records. And he's playing me the tracks with Tim Bogart on the tracks and Jack Bruce, my heroes, on bass tracks. Woo! Right. Uh, and uh, everybody, I mean, Ozzy was on it, Zach Weil was on it, all these Malcolm Bruce, Jack Bruce's son, and mm-hmm. Kofi Baker, uh, Ginger Baker's ba- son. Yeah. yeah. Ginger was on a few tracks. I mean, it was overwhelming, but because I was able to they have my my feet firmly planted man and not let my 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 brain just go scattered freak out yeah. i went and because he was sober and we were talking that language it kept me grounded and he made me feel comfortable and then home and we had the common denominator we're sober regardless of what happens in life and all that whatever situation we're in we're sober and we can get through it mm-hmm. and i think that was amazing so i plugged in and he was like you know this part right here, can you? And he would sing the parts. And I don't like to take talk about myself too much, but I have good ear. If I hear a riff, it takes me. It's it's one of those things. I know where it is, what key. It's fast. I develop a good ear with my grandma. But um, 
So he was like, oh, okay, cool. That's a nice trap. Let's do another one. And that continued, and that's what happened. So when the album came out, another moment, and I'm going to go in retrospect of going, uh, you know, when the album came out, boom, the calls start coming in. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously it was a big focal point for his career, and I was part of that. And he did approach me and said, uh, at some point, you know, I need a band. I need to put a band together to go represent, support this album. Would you be interested? Yes. <laughs> so the rest is history. Yep. Then the, the the phone calls start calling, and I could names, I could drop names, you know. But I ended up working with quite a few cats here in LA. The fact that I was in LA too. Yeah. Right. That I helps. have to say that because um, you're at the right place at the right time, and I would get a lot of calls, last minute calls. Hey, Marco, um, we got a session, man, and we're having some issues with the bass part or they didn't show up or we're looking for something different. Can you be here tomorrow morning or in a few hours? Big studios, big productions, big projects. Uh, yeah? Boom. <laughs> so that was part of the equation, the whole thing, you know, being at the right place. And I believe uh, most of it, I played my fretless bass last night at the Big Potato with my son. And I felt the connection. I believe that that was part of the reason because all the best, the best cats live in LA, man. They're here. All the best yeah, players yeah. and people mm-hmm. I look up to, you know, Nathan East, who was doing, who's still, man, doing all, playing with everybody, all the sessions. Abraham Laboriel, who plays with everybody. Uh, Billy was here, he's playing with everybody. All the cats, you know, Neil Steubenhaus. And I'm talking mm-hmm. these. These are big, big sessions, big albums, sure. big yeah. tours. Yeah. And uh, so I started doing the fretness and that kind of, I found a little niche of the market and then I get noticed a little more because it was fretless. And then the fretness got into the scene that Jaco Pastoria is saying and Tony mm-hmm. Franklin and uh, to name a few, Elaine Caron. And boom, that was, I would say 80% of the calls were for fretless stuff. Nice. Wow. And so, so yeah, without knowing, I got into that thing and uh, the rest is what it is, you know, but John Sykes, I was doing, I was playing at local club and he came in because he needed somebody to replace Tony's fretless playing. That's my son. Hi, honey. Okay. Bye. I love you. So, um, <laughs> hello, son. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's a busy cat, man, social cat. But I, um, so he came in and saw me play. I was doing a, a, a fusion, jazz fusion, Latin funk thing uh, with a fretless, six fretless, a lot of notes, a lot of really busy. So I was surprised. He uh, approached me and says, you know, I'm I'm on a second Blue Murder album. And I, I said, I know, I know, I know the first one. I'm a big fan. Beautiful album. Same here. With, uh, yeah, with Carmine and Tony Carmine, and John. Yes. You know. Yep. And, uh, and I was, that's another moment. That's, that's my point. I'm like, it's one after the other. After it was like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. But I think that the definitive one was with Bill because that became the first one. Yeah, that opened the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, you know, getting calls from cats like Coverdale, David Coverdale on the phone, yeah. you know. And, you, and your first dancer, you think that's... That hack. Some, some, <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's some cat... Pulling your, you know, yeah. uh, trying to do pull something on, pulling the wool over your, yeah. you know, stop playing some joke on you, and you hang up, and then they call back. Same thing with Nugent, but Nugent, it was like the way he just boom, 
got on it. Da, 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 I hear da, 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 and and I'm I'm on you know I'm I'm on tour with Kiss, the farewell tour with the boys with Ace and Chris and Paul and and I want you, I want to check out what you got. Can you come in? Like da, 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 da. when? How? Yes. What time? Boom. And I was there. Tommy Aldridge right. called me and said, he said, Marco, I really you know um, knew to him. Ted's looking for some cats. So I went in and I did my homework and I learned, you know, the hits and, and some deep cuts and just what the doctor ordered. Hey, baby, stranglehold, catch, scratch fever right, yeah. and all the rest, uh, snake skin, cowboy and the rest, you know, all the big, big tracks. Uh, and uh, so I did my homework. I prepared and that was the difference. See, I wasn't diluted. I wasn't somewhere else all scattered. I was, I knew what my call was. I knew what I needed to do, prepare, learn the stuff, learn the vocals. Cause that was, he wanted to check my singing too, because he wanted to do a three piece. Mm -hmm. And so I came in, I did the best job I could. Nobody sings like Derek. I'm sorry. No, Derek you're, Holmes is, he's right. He's what, but you know, I, I did the best I could and it was good enough <laughs> <laughs> for, for him to say, come on board. And we did. And that was another moment, bro, being right. on that tour. 99, 2000, the farewell kiss thing with the original. Yes, I boys, saw that. You know? Actually, yeah. I saw that here. Yes. And it kept going. And it, I signed up for three months and it kept going. It kept going. The ticket sales were over the top. They were just on fire. And we managed to, I managed to be part of that. It's Gabriel opening up, Ted Nugent and Kiss. Yeah. So you can imagine how elated, how mind blown. Uh, I was like, out of, you know, wow. So, yeah, you mm -hmm. know, had I been, had, had that been a few years earlier, I'd probably be medicating myself to be able to handle to get in front of, you know, those size, yeah. those stages and, yeah. and the folks. And so uh, a lot of stuff like that, guys, I know that's a long answer, but there, it, it, that's been my career. There's a lot of things like that. Spending time with Billy one-on-one, -on -one, bass and bass, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and and playing my 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 trio, my jazz trio, and having every it's a little club, 120 at the most capacity. Imagine it's in the valley, lava league. Mm -hmm. And I'm not I I'm, I'm going to start dropping names just to give you an idea. I hate to do it. I'm not. I don't dig it. But do it. The folks that would <laughs> the, the folks that would come in. David Lee Roth came in. David Coverdale came in. Shaka Khan, James Brown, Stevie Wonder, Al Jarreau, to name a few. And all the drummers in the planet, because Joey at Edia that was playing with me, he had a very specific way of playing, and everybody was trying to dig him. So he sure. had a lot of friends in the in the in the drum uh, drum world coming in. Carmine was a regular. Weckle, Dave Weckle, Vinny, Caliuta, to name a few. Bosio, Terry Bosio, mm -hmm. all the DW guys, right? Yeah, would show up because they were all at DW at one point or another. Yep, they would show up, and I'm going. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, we would You can imagine. Yeah. You know, and these cats are there for a reason. And then eventually, Sheila E would come in. Rhonda Smith from Prince's Band, and um, they were regulars, and they would Jeez. sit in with us. It was fun. But uh, so awesome. So so yeah. So then, in one of those cases, when John Sykes came in, and that you know the rest is history. I ended up doing what six albums with him, or I don't know. I lost track. And uh, nothing but trouble. Geffen, the second Blue Murder album. Yes. And so, so that got me 
on an, yet in another map, another radar. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. and the rest, you know, I, I ended up doing working with Edgar Winter and the rest, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, brother, it's it's a trip. It's one of those things where the tour would end and I get another call for that. He was the connection for the Thin Lizzy for my 20 something years with Thin Lizzy. Uh, and that's how it is. That's how it works, you know. So then I start traveling to Ireland and England and I hook up with, you know, that side of the world, you know, the cats that are playing there. And I start getting hired for that and ended up working with Dolores O'Riordan from the Cranberries. I did two of her solo albums and and so on and so forth. So I'm very lucky, man. Very. I, when I do interviews like this, I really take perspective and it's uh, I understand, yeah. you know, how lucky yeah. how lucky I, I have been because you know, you guys know your yeah. players. There's a lot of talent everywhere. Everywhere. Just, I, re- I really believe it's fate and being at the right place at the right time and to be able to deliver. Mm-hmm. And that creates the, the, the snowball effect. You know, oh, call this cat, man. Look, he shows up on time. He's prepared. He looks decent. You know, he's, yeah. he can sing. He can sing the vocal parts. And he's cheap. No, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, let me uh, ask you oh, this. He's, he's cheaper. Let me. Cheaper. Let, let, I'll interject. You, you, so you said that. Anytime you got those calls, and I know uh-huh. the answer to this because anytime you got those calls from these big names, mm-hmm. and they said, "Yeah, hey, you want to come in and, and do a session with us? We need you for five tracks." Blah blah. blah. Not once did you you answer back with. How much does it pay? Never. Never. You go, yeah. And then you sit back and and you say, shit, I wonder what I, if I should have asked how much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's, that's part of the learning curve. You learn because I, I've been lucky to have management very few times, very few years in my career. So you learn the chops, you learn how it goes. Mm -hmm. The, the, The bottom line, it is a business and it's a big business. And now all the bands, even the major bands, I won't name any. They're letting their management go. They just go straight to the agent. So there's a big 20% chunk off the top that's, yeah. that wasn't there. Now it's there. And it's getting more expensive to tour, even the big ones. Yeah. More expensive than ever. <clears throat> the cost of touring has doubled or tripled from the 80s or 90s, right? Oh, yeah. The, 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 and I hate to talk money, but it's, this is a reality. The funds and the profit are shrinking. Uh, just, there just, are exceptions, yeah. right? Sounds familiar, right? Yeah. So well, there are exceptions. Now you're talking about kids. That's a, that's an anomaly, man. I have so much respect for those cats, yeah. for Gene and Paul and, and Eric and and Tommy, that are yeah. now there. But, yeah. yeah. You know, but 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 Chris and and Ace, man, they started this whole thing. But Gene and Paul, what courage, man, and what vision you have to be that devoted and say. I believe in this and I'm going to take, I'm getting chills again. Wow. It's so beautiful, man. Look at what they've accomplished, right? Mm-hmm. My hat's off to those guys. And I've had a chance to tour with them in different situations. And exactly. I'm just blown away, man. Every time I go out, it's always, they reinvent themselves. It's a new stage, a new set list, a new, it's like, wow, look at that. They know yeah. what they have and they know what their job is. Mm-hmm. And they deliver every time, not every other time. Every, Every time. time, yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I think what we've what we've noticed lately, um, Jeff and I sat here and we were like, we were doing the math on a whole bunch of shit. And, yeah, and I said, 
so many artists now are handling all this shit in house now. They're doing it themselves. They're putting their albums out. Yeah. You know, we, we get we get those uh, those CDs from Rich Magicaro, and mm-hmm. you know, Rich has been all over. Whether he was a player, right. whether we he was the rep for Pasty, mm-hmm. uh, whether he was the the uh, the journalist, journalist for, for, uh, for modern the, drummer, for modern drummer and whatnot. Modern drummer, basically, that's how I know the name. Yeah. So, so Rich comes. You guys are doing your own things. So I'm going. How much? Is, how much is anybody making anymore? You know, Spotify, yeah. uh, Apple Music, all this other stuff. It's very, it's very simple, Matt. The mailbox money, because I've been part of that, it's down to five percent, eight percent, if that. Right. Mm-hmm. I used to come home from touring. And I get my BMI, my publishing and the writing when I got lucky enough to be a writer. I'm a bass player and drummers. You identify with this. Yeah. We were always on the side. side. Yes. We get paid for the session. Nothing personal. No, no. Guitar player and the singer. They write everything. And then you come home from touring, kicking your butt for a year and a half. And then, you know, you're trying to get your, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Your Volkswagen serviced. (laughs) And they come over to say hello, and they drive. They're driving a Bentley. You know, it's like, hey, and you're going. Something's wrong with this picture. So <laughs> I worked on that finally, yep. and I understood. I really understood the side of the business that needed to be fair. Right. And in a yes. few situations, I, I was I participated in creating the model where it's just fair yeah. across the board. You're part of the band. You're going to go out on tour. You're going to leave your home, your family, your wife, your, you know, the comfort of where you live to get out on the road and kick it and, you know, yeah. and the pick, pick and shovel and hit the pavement promoting. You're promoting the same product that you all are part of 20% publishing, 20% writing. Five cats. If you have six, you do the math. I can't do it. Right. No, <laughs> but, but if there's four cats involved, then you go 25%. Then. Right, yeah. But this is after you pay your agent, you pay the cost of the tour and all that. Yeah. So it it's really easily done, guys. If you, if they but, want to. But you have you have to have the business sense. Yeah. And if you yeah. have the right people working with you that want to be fair about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And hopefully you surround yourself with players that want to be there. Right now, I'm very lucky. I, I hire, at this point in my career, I have a team of players in the UK, two teams and a guitar player and a drummer. There's three or four drummers that I can pick and choose from, right? Overseas. There's two or three drummers that I can choose from here in the US that know my book, have worked on my music. And I try to take care of them as fair as I can. I look at my budget, what the profit is, and I say, this is what I can afford. But this is something that you talk about, and I've learned this from the beginning. Right, yeah. When, when people are starting a project, you talk about that, you know? If you're not involved in the writing and the publishing, I say, okay, my rate is this for sessions. I'll, I'll give you my base. I'll be a session guy, but this is what I get. And I get double and triple scale according to the union scale. Right. And I get, and I get it. And I'm very lucky that way because they want names. They want, it, they want to make it look like it's heavier, you know, yeah. with names. That always sells. We found... So, I'm, I'm sure you come across that a lot, bro. What we found is, and I can say it because he said it on this show. Yes. You know where I'm going with this? I do. So Jason Bittner, the drummer for Overkill, mm-hmm. um, and Shadows Fall, mm-hmm. um, he's on the show, and he said the same thing. He said, look, we knew before one note was written on the paper, before one lyric, 
you got lyrics, you got guitar, I got drums, he's got bass. We are all if if one's missing, it's going to sound lopsided. So different. yeah, it's different. So if yeah. there's five of us, then it's twenty percent. If there's four of us, it's twenty five, and we go into it with that. Yes. He said, because there's nothing worse. And he said the same thing you did mm-hmm. when you're sitting there and you just went out and bought a brand new Corolla with your check and the yeah. singer pulls up and I think he said a Rolls Royce yeah. and you go, what the fuck just happened here? You know, my, my yeah. cable's getting shut off because I've been gone for a year and a half <laughs> on the road with you yeah. and it's you so just true, bought right? the cable yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. exactly. And he yeah. just bought the cable company that's yeah. going to shut your service that's right. down. Yes. That's right. <laughs> But, I, but yes. you know what? You're my drummer, and yep. I'm going to give you a 15% discount and a free baseball cap. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's I have to say, man, I made all the mistakes along the way for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I have music out there. I, occasionally, now with uh, you know with the streaming, I go into these uh, channels, and I'm watching a movie, and I hear my bass tracks oh. where I never got a cent. Not one cent. Yeah. It, that's me. Oh, that sounds like, no, that's me. I remember the session. I did it for so-and-so and so-and-so. They ne- they didn't do a buyout. It was always favors. Hey, hey come, I got something cooking here. And they, yeah, back in the day, I was reading a little better, a, a little bit, and they put the chart, and you play, and it's fun, it's a blast, and then you leave, and then they, next thing you know, boom, it's being sold. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and that <laughs> happened to me time and time by people that you trusted, by people yeah. that you thought were friends. So it's a nasty, it can be a nasty business yeah. for people that aren't cool, you know, but I've learned. So yes, to answer your question, Mike, when I get the call from the big boys and I've had uh, quite a few, I said, first, I'm really honest with myself and with them, bro, it would be a pleasure to be part of this mix. Are you kidding me? This is, you guys are legendary cats. This is going to be a big feather on my cap and I love the music, forget it. I'm there. What's the business? Right. Yeah. That's exactly how I do it. I've learned that. Mm -hmm. And then when the cats are straight, you either hear, when they're not straight, you hear a pause, a big pause, and you can hear them. You can hear the brain clicking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I got to, you know, I got to really make a low offer so he could come back with a counter offer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And not having a manager is the issue yeah. because they're at the buffer. You know, the manager, I just signed up with the manager now. He knows what I prefer to get right on the financial side. He knows what my bottom line is, what I would like to get. And somewhere in the middle, we can compromise and meet there. So he's helping a lot. He's a little busy right now, but I'm hoping that our relationship grows because he's a good cat, you know, and, uh, and we need that. At, at whatever level, you, if you're married or if you have a girlfriend or a buddy that you really trust, have them negotiate for you. Call them your manager. Yeah. <laughs> so you're the good guy. You walk in, you play your parts, you sing your parts, you, and you're happy. They already negotiated. The deal's done. Right. And most of the time, and I hear this a lot, the contracts, did you sign a contract with so-and-so and so-and-so? No. That doesn't happen anymore. And it's never had, it's very seldom happened in my career. It's a handshake because people, you look into the eyes yeah. and their yeah. eyes and we want you there, you know, and, uh, and they will take care of you. If, if they really want you there, 
they will really take care of you. They'll go out of their way to make sure you're happy. Right. The business side is taken care of so you can show up and give them 110%. So, yeah, I'm sure at every level, man, right now, I don't mind telling you, I'm at the beginning level with my solo project here, especially here in the U.S., I'm doing bigger venues in the, in overseas in different countries, mm-hmm. but you know, the U S is a hard market, man. Yes. And, and how many calls am I getting to participate in a tribute band, you know, this or a tribute band there. And, and it, and then they tell me how much it pays. And I'm like, for a second ago, and I go, no, 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 no. I've got my own music. I have right. to give it everything I can. My, I have to dedicate blood, sweat and tears because I believe in it. I really, really do. And so that's the only thing that keeps me going. But on the financial side, which is terrible to talk about, but it's part of the business, man. For sure. Uh, It's getting tougher, you know, and I'm in a position to, to be able to do that, to make that investment emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, and financially. Yeah. I don't know how long I can go, (laughs) how far, but I'm going to give it a good try. So I'm sure you guys deal with that that stuff as well. You know? do, do you find yourself doing the sessions and the short three, six-week tours to help fund the private stuff? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The, bigger, the, bigger, right. the bigger projects fund right. the thing. And, uh, and then um, my wife's amazing. She's got a great job. And so that helps. Again, I have a great partner. And she yeah. supports me. You know, big time. That helps you guys yeah, to find you, the yes. right person to hang. You yes, know? you but, do. Uh, yep. But yeah, for the most part, the bigger projects fund the other, and they found they fund supporting my kids and living where we live and how we live and all that. But yeah. But the pandemic put a kibosh in the whole thing. You know that? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Sure. So I started. I was busy with the Daisies, and I was doing other projects along the way, and we got busy. We did five, six albums. I can't remember. Great music, one of my favorite bands. The cats that were part of that, we had a blast. And then John decided to take off, so that kind of changed the whole thing. Uh, I had a new album out, and I started getting invited. It was 19. And to my surprise, I really, I'm telling you, I'm being honest. To my surprise, I ended up doing like 80 to 100 shows. I'm like, what? People <laughs> want to hear what I How cool. <laughs> yeah. And so, so you put the time in, you invest, you put the foundation, you plant the seeds, and then 20 was going to be the year to cultivate. I had a great agent. I had right. people that were behind me. I had festivals lined up, you know, and then, I got the sound of it. It's not even there. I cut it right. So we came out of it. We, we dealt with it the best we could. And it was, and I, it was enough for me to realize I got something here. People are really interested in, and and hearing what I have to sing and write and play in my shows. And yep. so I've been behind it. And along the way, I've done quick, you know, some cool projects. Yeah. Uh, that that I have the time allowing uh, to do. You know, Journey being one of them, and and the iconic yeah. thing. And we're, there's talks about some other stuff that's really cool if it happens. So there's always something brewing. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, yes. on on the sides. Uh, sidelines but um it's good man but the solo thing i gotta tell you guys i have four solo albums live for tomorrow that was frontiers um i think they stopped uh distribution i i want to talk to them um and uh, casa mendoza which is a fusion funk thing that came out of um mascot and then the last two that came out of target mighty music 
with with my brother Soren Anderson, who's working with Glenn Hughes now, producing and co-writing and all that. Mm-hmm. And I had a blast, man. And I hear the stuff and I see it improving, the writing improving, the singing improving, uh, the production. He's an amazing producer and player. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm really proud of the, uh, all of them, but focusing on the last two, which is Viva La Rock and New Direction. And 80% of what I play live comes from those two albums. I touch on the first one and second mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And, I will tell and you. Then I, yes, sir. Uh, I'm sorry. I will tell you that um, I was listening to New Direction a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite tracks I want to tell you is uh, Take It to the Limit. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Great, Thank you, great song. Awesome song. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, brother. That's the one. That yeah, was the one. I was. I was totally. I. I let, went right to that. Yeah. When I listened. I was like. I mean, don't stop. get me. Yeah. I mean, the whole album is great. Right. Yeah. For sure. But I think that's one of my top favorites on that on that album. Yeah. Thank you, brother. It's got a good video too. It's uh, check it out. I will. MarcoMendoza dot com. Uh, you can yes. check everything out. Everything's on YouTube these days. Everything. Yeah. Out, every format. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. But um, believe it or not, a little story behind that. That was the first track. When we got together in Copenhagen at, uh, at Mendy Studios um, yep. with Joran, uh, that's the first thing that came up because we were having a conversation like we are now. Yeah. Before we even played another recorded or started writing, mm-hmm. and we were, I said, I said he, he looked at me, said, Marco, you just don't stop, man. You always take everything to the limit. Why? I, what? Where did that come from? And then I said, I love what I do, brother. How can you take? You know, so that's that was the mantra that mm-hmm. started the whole thing. Take it to, and then I, by the same token, he's a busy cat, man, producing and writing and engineering. Now he's got he's got so much music that gets sent to him. Go to SorenAnderson.com and MedleyStudios.com okay. to mix. He's a great mixer. I mean, wow, and producer. But um, and I said, bro, well, look at you. You know, you're doing this, this, and you fly here and you move there and you drove here. Amazing. And he's well-deserving. He's one of those. He was my first guitar player. Okay. You know, he started playing with me here in L.A. And and he's got so much. So he's a beautiful cat inside and out. Very attractive, too, but a beautiful heart. Mm-hmm. So the girls love him. That energy, <laughs> that's taken care of, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Got a great presence on stage. And he plays like a god and he sings like a god. You know, sure. he's one of those yeah. cats. But yeah, but but in the studio, the important part, the creative side and the focus and the the work ethic, it's there. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I'm like that. And when I surround myself with cats like that, we work fast. Yep, sure. And and so I found that that thing, that rhythm with him, and he is very. Uh, I I miss him, man. We're we're trying to get together here to work on a few tracks for the next. We don't know single EP album. We don't know at this point, but right. Uh, so yeah, man, um, it's one of those things. Take it to the limit was supposed to be the title cut for what ended up being New Direction. Okay, okay. And so we had both twenty the Take It to the Limit tour. The singles oh. coming out. Yep. Yes. The name of the album. It's the title cut, and then the kibosh happened. Yeah. You know what happened? Yep. So. All of a sudden, that I went and did. I had twenty something dates behind that ticket to the limit tour. Yeah. So when twenty two came, uh, and the the album was going to be released, we felt it's already done. Okay. Ticket to the limit's been used. It's 
burnt. It's out of whack, you know, rhythm. Mm -hmm. So let's find the next one. And I, I was listening to all the tracks and I really felt that New Direction had a nice message behind it, you know, yeah. uh, to, to, to try and find after the pandemic, try to find a different way of thinking, try to find a different way of dealing with each other and being just being aware of who you are and how you treat other people and, and life situations, sure. work inclu included. So I like the message and we decided, let's go with that. New Direction is yeah. the name of the album. And so that's what happened. We adjusted and, uh, but Take It To The Limit was going to be the first, that's the first track that happened. Okay. That's cool. That's, that's, and it got, it got written in 35 minutes, 40 minutes, like boom, 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 boom. Oh, it's very, it's very simple, very simple, you know, uh, life is getting harder. We're wasting too much time. Yeah. You know, nothing's getting easier. Let's take it to the limit. We're, lo we're, <laughs> we're losing every time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You got to, you know, strap your boots on man, and take it to the limit. You yes. can't give up. You got to keep going. Don't right. stop. And that's, that's the, the message behind that song. And I believe in it. And people dig it. That's one of the songs. That one, Viva La Rock, mm -hmm. uh, most recently, Scream and Shout, you yes. know, when you want to just blow some steam. Yes. And uh, also, Shoot for the Stars. That's got to... It's a great to song. Believe it, to believe in yourself and, you know, you want to get to the moon, shoot for the stars, man. Always never give up. That's never kinda, give up. That's kind of the message I got from that from that song. Yeah. Honestly. There's some good tracks, I have to say, without blowing my my own horn, <laughs> but there are the, the writing is getting better, and... Uh, Soren and I have kind of found our niche and, and our rhythm. Yeah. And we work fast. Yeah. That was done in, in at 80% of the tracks were done in a week, six, seven days. Honestly, I'm not exaggerating. It's like bum, 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 very focused. And it's very on the moment. We don't polish things. We don't come and re rearrange, change the lyrics. It's what's there. Right. Whether it's good or bad, it's what's there at the moment. And we, you know, we document it and then we go with it. Yeah. So I like that. I yeah. really dig that. Man. That's awesome. So I'm talking a lot again, Mike. I'm no, sorry. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. Is, uh, is there coffee, any coffee? Is there anybody that uh, <laughs> quick while he's drinking? Right, hurry up. Get a question yeah. in. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Is uh, you know we we talked a little bit before you and I um, and Jeff, but we typically ask the question. You know, has there ever been a, a blooper moment that uh, you know, or some type of something that's happened that you're just like. It could have happened on stage. It could have happened in a recording studio. Yeah, yeah. something funny and that anything. you're like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened and we made it through the, without the, anybody. Quite a few. The first one that that comes up to mind and it's come up a few times because people brought it up is Lenny Kravitz had something happen on stage to him, to him recently and it was all over a TMZ and all of it where, you know, we wear the leather pants and really tight pants, you know, and you're, and you're posing and and I don't like to wear, I go, you know, commando, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. you know. So after so many shows, that's the problem with leather. It really looks good, but it's high maintenance. After a few shows, the stitches start getting worn out. And yeah, so you, you pose and you go, oh. da and then your balls start hanging. Boom. <laughs> well, that's the end of that show. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and so then you, you go to the side of the stage and you're, and you're trying to tell your tech, your tech is looking at the base and you my balls, <laughs> my balls. Right. Said, what, what's up with your balls? They're out. They're out. <laughs> so duct tape. Duct tape. Black, duct tape. We will always have it on stage. Yep. The leather. Duct tape. Black. 
black. Oh, so yeah. He has to go. And I can't stop playing, right? The show's going on. And he has to go through the process of pushing. The... <laughs> but I have tiny balls. <laughs> hey, now. Yeah, there you go. My balls yeah, are out. <laughs> yeah. So that, and, and I, I believe it happened to Lenny Krabs, and it's all over the media, man. It was not dated up. That happened a few times. Now, I still wear leather, you know, and sure. uh, we stitch and double stitch and stitch and double stitch, and we use freaking, uh, uh, well, we use uh, uh, Kevlar thread. Yeah, Kevlar. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. Yep. And uh, so that's one. The other one was, uh, and this, this is embarrassing, but it was also dangerous because oh. I used to do a movie with Whitesnake uh, where, you know, that's the thing with Whitesnake. You, you, you have to perform on stage. Yes. Not, not only play and make sure the music's taken care of, but you have, you have to be a performer. And David would encourage that. Eat it up, man. Be bigger than life. This is your time. This is, I love that about David. He would just. You got to upstage David somehow. (laughs) No, but you can't. He knows you can't. There's only one David. He's so secure. So it's like, but we have a big stage here. There's five of us on stage. Right. So let's have the best time. And, uh, so after a while, you start rehearsing with the same, uh, you know, uh, crew, mm-hmm. the same lighting director, same sound guy, monitor, and you get rhythms and it'll, you start developing moves. And I do a move where I would throw the bass up, turn around, flip, and then catch it and hit the last chord, right? Mm-hmm. And it looks good. This, these are big venues. So, uh, you know, a big a little spot, the, the lighting director would put a spot on the bass. The stage would go black. Go and you see the bass floating. This is for the people who are in the, you know, further back in the 10th, 20th row. Right. Yeah. It looks really on the big screen. So the bass is floating and it drops right on the beat. Bah, right. So very cool. Everybody dug it, dug it, and as we kept it, it was part of it. And I think it was somewhere uh, at the end of Still the Night or something like that. Okay. And it doesn't need to go high. I'm just talking, you know, 10, 12 feet. Sure. But because the stage is black, it looks like it's for, it's really cool. Great move. So this time, uh, something happened with the, the lighting director, and uh, there was somebody new there, and I nobody told me. So the time came, and I go up, and it's black, pitch black. And I'm like trying to because the stage goes black. Yeah. Where's the bass? Co- and I'm waiting for it, and it came down, man, like butt down. Yeah. Right on my forehead. Oh. Boom. And it knocked me out. There's blood everywhere. I'm, and I was wearing something white, you know. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, there's blood coming gushing. I grab the bass. My my tech comes out to make sure I'm all right. And I can start playing. And uh, so stuff like that happens all the time. Duck and it was tape. the last song. It was, it was yeah, duck tape. Exactly. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was an encore. And so the paramedics and all that came, you know, after. Yeah. But I, I do remember this, guys. And I'll, I'll never forget. This is a real moment. There's blood all over the place, and you see the first because you can only see. This is a big venue, so you can only see the first two, three rows. There was always some cats going, "Wow, yeah, <laughs> blood, the real blood." Thinking it's part of the show, yeah. but and so that happened. You know, uh, he just another Gene time in Barcelona. Yeah. Huh? You That's just a trip. You just Gene Simmons that man. Yeah. Oh Gene no. Simmons, Yeah. Unplanned and all that, but yeah. uh, the other time there was we were playing 
a venue in Barcelona, the humidity was so intense. It was summertime. And uh, I, we used picks, you know, on the on the guitar stand, on the microphone stand. We right. put picks yeah. to, to give away and play and use. And so the humidity was so intense, the air conditioning in the buildings, massive building was broken down. So yeah, a little su- suspicious about that. But um, so nothing was sticking, no duct tape, nothing. So everything was falling. So I kept going for the picks and they were on the floor. And I, and I went to my tech and said, just give me a bunch, man. Give me a bunch, I don't know, 10, 20. And I threw them in my mouth. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. And so I go, I go to sing, and I pull it up and throw it away, I, you know, boom, and do that. And then I go to sing, I forgot, and I swallowed like three, four of them. Oh. And I start choking. Again, it was an encore. Oh. So the timing was better. So I ended up in the hospital choking to death. So stuff like that happens all the time. And you don't do that anymore, do you? <laughs> uh, it happens. No, I'm. you learn yeah, not yeah. to do that. But don't right, swallow yeah. I never. I now bite the picks one at a time. If I go to my finger on a part, because I sometimes want to hear different tones, yeah. different parts, yep. I want to go to the finger from the pick. I put the pick there, and I go. And then I, and then I have a pocket here where I have a bunch. I don't use the guitar, uh, the microphone stand anymore. I'll okay. just do that because they're handy. I can be anywhere on stage and I have them with me. Yeah. And I'm wireless, so I can work the stage, play the audience and all that. That's part of being performing. Yes. But, but uh, so yeah, that happened. The other time is going out there on a big festival where, you know, you're headlining Iron Maiden and freaking everybody and Judas Priest, the freaking, the, the cream of the crop and you're part of that lineup and you go out there and you hit the first chord. And nothing. Right. You go out there, you talk about being out there ready for the big right. old, you know, introduction and your packs now. Wow. Oh, no. And then you can see everybody, all the guitar players go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because the bottom's gone, right? Right, yes. So that happens a lot. You kinda of, you, you kinda of work through that and you have backups for backups, you know. Right. Especially when you do when you're wireless. When you're wireless and you're doing a lot of shows with a lot of bands. They start, the frequencies start stepping yes, over each do. other yeah, yeah. on top. So I found the answer, and uh, Nam Show is going to help me get to that conclusion. I'm talking to a few companies that that work in different frequencies and will never be stepped on, and I've tried it already. I've gone out last year and this year, and I'm so impressed. I'll be endorsing it Good. and uh, standing behind a product like that because we need it. Yeah. I don't know if you guys do wireless, but I do. It's yeah. it's a, yeah, it's it's really cool. It I yes, do and so... Mike hates it. Oh no. No, yeah. wait a minute. Now <laughs> hang on. Now, now see you brought this up, asshole. Uh, I did. Yeah. So, so you hate it for your vocals or for, No, I I I love I use and and I'll say this and I love it to death. Yeah. Sennheiser. Uh-huh. My yes. my friend at Sennheiser. Thank you yes. for turning yes. me on best mm-hmm. best vocal mic I can go down the block, have a slice Grab a soda, come back, and we're still hooked. still going. I hear you wireless. Yeah, I hear but you. But this asshole likes to roam, and so yes. I'm going to tell the story. It's been Which told. One? I'm going to tell the one you hate. So we're playing it's our. Okay. We're playing a good uh, for us. A big show is five, six thousand people. You know. Yes, that's big. So that big. we're playing. Oh, you're talking about ESPN. We're Plus. playing okay. ESPN Plus. We're playing at a at a flat track bike race, and they say, "Look." You guys have to be. You have to be there to go. If if somebody gets hurt on the track, we're gonna get. We're gonna cue you. You've got to play. 
Play. So Great. Jeff likes to wander. Jeff's got his wireless. He comes yep. off stage and he likes to go into the crowd and do whatever. And we were playing under 6,000 people. Yes. And he sees in the <laughs> distance a picnic table. And, and there's a sea of people in front of it to the side of it. And Jeff decides to make his way through the crowd and rock star it up on this picnic table. And as he's yeah. getting on it, we're seeing this. this I love thing. that. I love that. Book. This thing is doing yeah. this. Oh, no. It's and the, now he's most, up there. I couldn't have picked a more rickier picnic, picnic table. <laughs> so he's up there and he's looking at me and we let him play the first song. Yep. And he's looking like, help. Want to help me down? Yeah. And, and I, in the microphone, I say, no, motherfucker, you got yourself up there. You get yourself down. <laughs> It's you no, know, he's up there for like three songs, and everybody's like, "Is this guy going to join the rest of the band eventually?" Nope. And thank God did for you, his. Did you eat it? Did he eat it? Did he fall? No. no. His wife. No. Well, my wife helped me down. His wife helped him down. Yeah. 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 Suggestion. Yeah. It happens. Put it's him on a leash. Suggestion at soundcheck. We all get soundcheck. We're you know. Yeah. Festivals, probably never, but if if. Kind of go check out the the setting, and picture yourself. I like to go there. I like to go there. Just take walk and feel it and touch it. You know they have yeah. these subs and big festival subs, and yeah. not all of them are in a good place. Yeah, the no. big ones, right? Right. I I like to do that. I like to move, and I do the same. Yeah. Marco, he got I, on I'm a very itchy. Yes. <laughs> we we played a show at a at a at a marina. <laughs> And he got on somebody's boat, yeah, on their and they're sailing boat. away. And I'm like, "Really, dickhead? Have him turn the boat around and bring you back to the fucking stage." I wanted to see how far my wireless would go before yeah. it cut out. Yeah, Sennheiser. No, line six. He has line, line six. six. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. So, but that stuff that's fun, man. I, honestly, <laughs> well, and and I, people have different opinions, but I, they love it. I started doing this a long time ago. Ted would encourage it, actually, which I was surprised Nugent. He says, "I want when I go stage left, you go stage right. That's just it. And then I look at you. Let's meet up in the middle. Let's do our thing. Yep. Do that. And then if I move to stage left, you go to the right. It's very simple. And that's part of uh, – it's a bit of choreography. Sure. Uh, yeah. But but also, when you come down to the, to the, the fans, man, the people, the audience, they love – they can talk – about it forever. Yes. Wow, he came down. I do this thing about because of the wars and what's going in the state that we're all in. Mm -hmm. I really believe that, you know, our job as musicians to bring everybody uh, together. Shed a little bit of light. Yeah. Yeah. And think and the common denominator is what? Nine out of ten people on the planet, we want peace. Right. Yes. There's so many songs written about it, especially John Lennon. So I I I entered I put something in there to feel like I'm doing my job. This is why I'm given this opportunity to bring a good message. So yeah. I get down in the audience and I'm talking in Slovakia and France and Spain. They don't even speak English, you know, Poland. Yeah. And they start singing. I say, I spell it for them. And the vibe that happens, they will talk about the band. Wow. They sounded really good. He sounded great. I love the songs. He sounds great. He sings, la, la, la but he came down to the audience and we were part of the party and yes, they talk about that yeah. forever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important, man. Show, I encourage it. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's, I, that's, brother, I, I, you are my new best friend. <laughs> no, but it's true. And I started doing it with the Daisies. You're not Tim McGraw, yeah. asshole. No. <laughs> I, I, I started doing it with the Daisies 
and it became part of the show. I did right. it one time, uh, and then management dug it and says, that's your piece. Go out there and do it, and this song and that song will make sure you get out there. Because he saw the reaction, and it's all about the the, the result, the end result. That's yeah. all that. Yeah. It's not about ego or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's about, are we having a good time? I'm going to come down there and dance with you and bop and the scream and shout. And I do it on scream and shout mm. right now. Right. Because everybody, the weekend warriors, man. Yes. That's another Nugent song. Yep. We come out on the weekends. We work all week. And the Friday night, Saturday night, we come out to just go blow some steam off. Scream and shout. I'm getting yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. And you go out there, have a big or small, the audiences, they really dig it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And they take pictures. It's just a good piece. It's a good piece of entertainment. And if you go back, the bigger names used to do that. Used to go in these massive arenas. They go out in yeah. the audience yes. and have them sing along with them. And it's yeah. just good, good entertainment, yeah. man. Even so, back then, when they would come out, and and this, when you got to the venue at, in the arena and you saw that runway. You're getting in your seats, ready to see. You know, when I the first time I saw Kiss, and I was like, "Holy shit!" My seat yeah. that I thought sucked is right next to this this exactly, catwalk, yeah. and yeah. and you know, Ace Frehley, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons are going to be walking. I'm going to be right here, and I hope I That's get fake. So cool, I hope right? I get fake fake blood on me. This is the right. best thing in the whole <laughs> world, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and we're we're so, lucky. We're lucky from where we are to. Um, We've watched a lot of bands in the '80s that were coming up through the ranks. We're like we're like an in-between city. So whether you're playing Buffalo and then going to New York, they'd stop here. They hit Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. we we were yeah. uh, you know we were backline heaven here. So it was like yeah. yes, sir. So we would get White Snake, Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. Twisted Sister, and oh, yeah. Nugent, Nugent, Nugent. Nugent. We used to turn that well, a lot. E- even yes. even at our clubs. So you've got a yeah. club here, and you've got a band as big as Lita Ford jamming at a, at a 400-person venue back yeah. in, in 87, 88. Yeah. And Beautiful, man. So that now you stuff. feel like I can reach out and touch someone, you know, which you didn't do to Lita those, Ford. But, no. Those are the venues. I know, huh? <laughs> Beautiful. You know, amazing, man. Yeah. Uh, great band, great players, great catalog. She's, yep. It's one of the still crushing. Uh, I don't it. want to use, huh? Still crushing it. Yeah, yeah. Just still, man. She's one of the pioneers, man. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. yep. And she looks amazing. What a beautiful woman she is, man. Yeah. But um, those are the venues that I'm doing now. Speaking of my dates right now, because I'd like to talk. Yes. Touch on that if it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Those Please. Are, those are the venues that we are doing. I've been out. Um, my agent here got in touch with me. I was. I did, I don't know how many dates, over a hundred in your, in overseas. And I got home December 21st, 22nd. And, you know, we've been trying to get on, uh, on some dates here in the U S to kind of promote my music and get behind it. And she said, um, Eric Sardina's manager called me and they would like to do a double thing. Uh, have you as a special guest and say, yes. So these are the venues that we're doing, right? We're doing, the two, three, four hundred, some bigger ones and some smaller ones. Yep. Uh, and we're trying to preach and, and fly the flag. And uh, amazing, man. I'm a, I'm a fan of Eric Sardinas. So I don't know if, uh, if you're familiar with him, but Midnight Junction, the new album. Slide guitar to the, to the, to the fullest, man. Blues, cats. Love it. Great players, great show. 
So it's a good package. Uh, we go up there and um, we have an opening band and we go up there and do our 75 minutes and then he does 75 and it's cool. That is good. But check him out and come out and support me too. Uh, Absolutely. To your listeners. Um, <clears throat> new Direction is a new album and then Viva La Rock, Casa Mendoza, Live for Tomorrow, four albums. And uh, we'll be coming back east. That was my point. Yes. Good. And the reason, the reason why I brought up uh, the Poughkeepsie Chance, because that's that type of venue that I'd like to play at. You know? Well, you need to. Not- uh, one of one of our main uh, one of our main sponsors for yeah. the show. Uh, we've got two venues. We've got Sharky's Event Center, Sharky's uh-huh. in Liverpool, Syracuse, Liverpool, New York. Uh, we've had mm-hmm. people like, oh God, Tom Kiefer's been there. Nice. Uh, his, his solo stuff. Ben Morrow. Um, ben Morrow's 38 special. Nice. He's had... Um, hey, we just uh, had... Uh, Mike Tramp from White Lion was there. Yeah. He was just there, yeah. Yeah, Faster Pussy Cat. Um, All my buddies, man. Yeah. Great bands, great music. So, so if you can, when we're done, send me the info. I would love to pass it on to yeah. my agent. Well, well, we we want to get doing. you up here yeah. for sure. We would I love to. And and can I suggest something? I, I did it up in um, Orangevale. Uh, like the old days, man, because I think everything's going back to that. Mm-hmm. Remember, flyers. That's yes. one. You sent you 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 have somebody go around the block in the city and just flyers the day of the gig or before. You print a couple of hundred and just pass them out. People, you get yeah. in people's minds. You know, Nick Fuco. Nick Fuco. Nick Fuco. Yeah. So, Nick Fuco. Do you know? So Nick? we're doing that. I know the name. So Nick is down the at the. Is he at the Rainbow or the Whiskey? He's at the. I think he's at the tonight. Rainbow. No, no, uh, no, no. He he's uh, the he's bar- a, the booker. He's the band yes. manager. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. for the Rainbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he yeah, also yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a singer in an Alice Cooper tribute band because yeah. he looks yes. just like him. I know. So Nick, know Nick, Nick is from here. Yeah, and ah. I don't care when you ran no. into Nick. He uh, first one. Hey, big dummy, you coming to the hundred kegger? I'm like, Geez. and he pulls out a flyer, and you go yes. out to the car, and on every windshield, even today, there. when he's in town yeah. in Syracuse. I'm like Nick's in town. Why? Because yep. I got I got, I got this on my windshield. My <laughs> Old school. Yeah, it is, and it works because yeah. let's just say worst case scenario, there's there's people that saw it online that saturated, in my opinion, and you get lost. Yeah. Right. And there's no promote. There's no label promoting or marketing anymore. Right. It's word of mouth. So the uh, the the way I see it, you hire a local band that will get the word out. Because they they're not working that much. There's not many gigs for them, right. unfortunately. But you you get the local band could be you guys coming open. Mm. For me, you supply the back line, which gets rid of the the, the extra expense. Yeah. So we don't have to worry about the the budget that much. Mm-hmm. And everybody wins. You have a gig. You have your fans. You bring them in. You do your merch. The the headliner or the two headliners, you know, come in there. The cost is less. The cost of travel, you just fly in or drive or whatever. Right. You show up and the back line's there. Everybody wins. So that's been the formula for me. We're okay. doing that. Uh, we, we will so help you with that. Yes, we will. In this Please area. do, because I would love to, to... You guys are great, man. Very cool. And Thank you. Uh, and it comes down to this, in my opinion. We, after the pandemic, it was so evident that we need to help each other. That's right. That's yep. it. That's you how know, that's how the show and, that's what that's how we survive as a yes. show. Yes, and yeah. I am always trying to bend over backwards to do that because that's where I came from. People help me with connections, with support, with you know, and that's how I moved up. I'm doing that with my players. My players that play with me, 
that are young or whatever, they have the talent, but nobody knows them. Bro, anything I can do to help you to get out there. There's a few players that moved on to some big, big, you know, right. big uh, right. shows because I was the stepping stone, if you will, or whatever. Yeah, sure. But, um, so, um, so yeah, man, uh, we are doing that. We're, we've been doing, uh, we booked some shows in California. We did St. Rock and Hermosa Beach. That was the 11th. And then Siren, Morro Bay, awesome venues. Uh, and then uh, the boardwalk in, in Orange Vale, California, which is outside of Sacramento. Uh, and these are the type of venues that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And now we're doing January 18th, the Coach House, for the people that are your viewers or listeners mm -hmm. here in the West Coast, California. The Coach House in uh, Camino Capistrano, San Juan Capistrano. Great venue. I played there many times. Uh, with It's just one of those venues that's, you know... Uh, it's a classic, man. Right. And we're there. And then I'm doing my headline thing at Navajo Live in San Diego. I did a TV show yesterday to promote it. And then we end up in Vegas at the Sand Dollar on the 20th. Oh, everybody's playing the Sand Dollar lately. Yeah. It's either the Sand Dollar or they're playing Vamp. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So we're doing Sand Dollar, and it's Eric uh, Stony Curtis. Uh, he's been on the show. He's, he's, a, he's a great friend of the show. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so there you go. Uh, and uh, myself and then Eric and uh, ticket sales are doing pretty well. There's there's some left. So anything you can throw our way to help. Yeah. And then yeah. on Sunday, I'll be there with Sally Steele. They're doing uh, they're honoring me with some kind of honor. And I'm flattered <laughs> that I got called and I got included yeah. in that group. A lot of big names. I'm flattered to even be considered, to be honest. Right, right. But I'm also going to play with some some names, some big cats. So awesome. it'll be a good event. That's Sally Sally Steele at Las Vegas, um, honoring a bunch of cats, and I'm included in that group. Now, awesome. uh, when, when you mentioned Stoney, mm -hmm. are you playing with those guys, with his band? No. He plays, and then I play with my band. Well, no, 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 that's what I meant. Are you guys sharing Stoney Curtis band? And then, opens up. Yep. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, okay. Because he he's one up. of the bands I'm trying to bring out here. So he and so I have been maybe, talking. Why don't, we, why don't you bring him and us and me? That's exactly yeah. what I'm thinking. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And you guys can open up. Supply the back line, bro. It's easy to travel if we book it ahead of time. Yep. The flights, six, four, five, six months ahead. Yep. It's doable. People have given up. I have found formulas and it works. Yeah. I'm not doing this to get rich. As long as I don't get beat up, my pocket, my bank, and my guys get paid, and we get treated, we get a nice, decent hotel. We're good, man. And yeah. you know, we'll I'll sell a few LPs, a few CDs, promote, fly the flag. Everybody wins. So yes. that's the formula, man. I'm really serious, you guys. I I hope we can we can put something together. It'd be it'd be great. Well, then what, what I know I know you guys I know, and I I'll be honest. I haven't heard a note. But I know just based on who you are mm -mm. and how you're talking and who you are as human beings, I know it's great. Period. Thank, thank That's you. It. Well, so, well, so we're going to tell you that when, when we end, it's just stick around. Don't hang yes. up. Um, I won't. Because, because I want to talk more about this. But, yes. uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's that time. It is we that did time. A, this is a long show, huh? That's fine. We're now, are you playing any tracks? Are you playing any tracks when you edit? Typically, Do I we. Send you uh, some stuff? Uh, typically we don't, but what we were going to do is then we'll so we'll throw up because you're you're the artist of the week. Yes. Link. So link. we link. will throw links to your music throughout the week, and we'll make sure that we yes. get all that. 
Everything's oh. on YouTube. Everything's online. Everything is there. Yeah, I'm sure somebody's going to somebody's going to try to Google, uh, you know, bass thrown in air during White Steak <laughs> Show, <You're right>. <laughs> smacking bass player bloody mess. Something, yeah. you know. Yes, we we yes. didn't think we could find something that we just did for now, Tommy. Now think about this. Think about this. This is back in 1935. <laughs> 35 yeah. right so, right yeah <laughs> look let me tell you no, something no i'm just saying that because of the cell phones the cell phones <laughs> yeah. made it this other monster this is before this is 2003 2002 maybe yeah just before that that whole digital thing came in yep so yeah anyway i look at it this way we were put to a challenge that oh. uh that tommy lee had done an ad campaign for pasty symbols yep and the, 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 the common denominator was the ad was going to be Tommy in a pig pen with, uh, and it, with the, it was going to, and... it was going to read Tommy Lee, ha- uh, happier than a pig in shit. And with, with Pisces, with, with Pisces, with Pisces. Pisces I'm yeah. oops, oops. Nope. <laughs> so, so Christine, they, Christine's not going to like that. That's right. Anyway. <laughs> so they, they put together the ad. It comes out for one article yeah, one app, one one. Um, it ran twice in the U.S. Once, Modern Drummer, and, and then they then, had to retract it with a with a. I'm sorry, we shouldn't have put that in out. Right, the uptight Jack Wise. People did. were upset. Yeah, yeah. They got upset. but it, it ran like six times. Six in, times in Europe. It, yeah, so it was. Uh, it was a oh, drummer. Europe is Europe open. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Sexuality and shit like that. Right, that's yeah. why I said I page, mean, they, they, page five. That's yeah, it. page that's five. Like I page five girls. <laughs> You there you go. That's yeah, right. page five. Very good. Yeah, I was there when Triple I was nineteen. Wow, I haven't heard that one in a long time. Oh, well, that was a... that was early porn for yeah for Big Papa for Big Papa. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, cool. so we were yes, put sir. to the task. We found the article. We, did. we posted it yesterday up on the page, and we also put a, a three minute clip of uh, of Rich Magic of Rich Magic telling the story. Who put that whole ad pan- campaign, campaign together? together. So. How cool is that? It's a, it's alive again. So if we it's, find yeah. anything with you getting cracked in the head with your base, or, or, just... or the balls, or, <laughs> or or yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. think it was a I think it was a big one. It was a big festival going out there. And there's nothing, and you see everybody running like crazy because there's no sound. Yeah, Jeff, you, oh my you, gosh. you, you are googling Marco Mendoza balls. <laughs> I will do the base. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do what I can. You get that. You can have that on your phone. I'll have the bass and the crack in the head. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Great. All right, guys. Well, everything. Uh, uh, you everything. MarcoMendoza.com. Yep. Yes. And. Uh... Great time, man. Thank yeah. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. Stick around. Uh, stick around for a minute. Yes, sir. Yes. We will. And we're Goodbye, gonna. Guys. We're gonna get out of here. We are gonna wrap this up. We have had. Holy shit! What a what a great time. I know. I told you it was gonna be good. No, you didn't tell me. I knew. And it went. <laughs> yeah, I oh, knew. I'm starting to do the good, the good. Marco, and the ugly. The <laughs> good, the Marco, and the ugly. Yep. Or, or the good and the ugly Marco. There we go. <laughs> Done. Done. There you go. Let's do it. We're changing the name of the show. Yep. And Marco is paying for the new t shirts. <laughs> this is awesome. Yes. We got a deal. We got a deal. Um, you have been listening to the good, the Marco, and the ugly. <laughs> I'm Marco Papa. (laughs) I'm Jeff Mendoza. (laughs) Stick around next week. I don't even know who we have next week. Oh, man. 
I do know coming up is uh, coming up is one hell of a guitar player. Joel Holster will be Joel on. Holster. We can't wait. Say hello yes. to Joel, please. Great guy. There you go. There it is. All right, guys. You've been listening to Good. The Band. The Ugly. I'm Big Papa. And I'm Jeff. And that's Marco. And no one say Polo. No. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Don't forget, Ox Medical Supply, Sharky's Event Center. DJ Life's the Beach, Good Nature Brewery, and the Print Shop Underground. Yeah, let's not forget Toffee Break Toffee or Snarky Productions. Who is Snarky Productions, Jeff? That's my wife. She is quite snarky. She can be. <laughs> Thanks for being in uh, Good Sports, and check out the websites, check out the everything. and Don't we'll forget MarcoMendoza.com, where you get to know everything. Just give him the peace sign. Later. Take care, guys. Later. That was fun, guys. Recording stopped.